WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us bright and early on a Wednesday morning. And here at 6 o'clock, we're going to update you right now on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Democrats debate. Details in one minute. What about that debate? Winners, losers, game changers, our take, and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. Ten candidates were on the stage in Detroit in round one of the Democratic Party's second Democratic presidential debate last night. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney claimed his practical nature makes him qualified to be president. Can you imagine if we tried to start Social Security now but said private pensions are illegal? That's the equivalent of what Senator Sanders and Senator Warren are proposing with health care. That's not a big idea. That's an idea that's dead on arrival. Delaney's pessimistic viewpoint prompted this response from Elizabeth Warren. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. Ten more Democratic presidential candidates, including former Vice President Joe Biden and California Senator Kamala Harris, will debate tonight. Great sound cuts there, Alan. We have more coming up here, and um, we'll talk about the highlights and the lowlights for the Democrats last night. All right, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two TSA agents at Miami International Airport are suspended after a noose is found in a non-public area of the airport. The noose was reportedly found to be hanging in the baggage screening area. It was immediately reported to management and taken down as an investigation was launched into who was responsible. TSA officials say two employees whose identities are not being released have been placed on administrative leave as the investigation is conducted. Tom Roberts, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Two people are hospitalized after a car crashes into a church in Orlando. The driver of the car apparently lost control of the vehicle, which flipped and slammed into the St. Philip Fan Van Min Catholic Church on West Parr Street last night. The driver and a passenger were taken to the hospital as trauma alerts. A controversial symbol of Florida's past will have a new home in Lake County. The county commission voting yesterday to accept a statue of Confederate General Edmund Kirby Smith The statue currently represents the state in the U.S. Capitol, but its future home will be at the County Historical Society. Dozens of residents spoke yesterday against accepting the statue, but the measure passed on a 3-2 vote. Big controversy up there, ongoing for some time. Here's the resolution in itself that's controversial. We'll be talking about it before this week is out. Major League Soccer will stage its All-Star Game tonight at the home of Orlando City Soccer, Exploria Stadium, Rory O'Neill has a preview from our newsroom. The MLS All-Star Match will put the best professional players in America up against Atletico Madrid. To get the opportunity to host the All-Star Game is something I know the club is extremely proud of. Orlando coach James O'Connor will coach the MLS All-Stars. And I think for the supporters, the opportunity to see world-class players coming to Orlando, it gives them a great chance to be able to come and and bring your family, bring the kids to be able to see a a top-quality game. Tonight's game caps nearly a week of events that have also helped charities like Feeding Children Everywhere and the Special Olympics. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. WFLA News Time 605. 
A family is caught stealing nearly everything from their hotel room. You can find that story at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Hell, and the Democrats are trying to kill the Budman here. I stayed up till 10 after 10 last night, and they were still debating. I blew the whistle and said, that's it. I can't take no more. I'd already <laughs> been sleeping for three hours by that time. <laughs> oh, man. Melissa, how far did you get last night on I, the debate? I, on uh, all honesty, went back and watched it after the effect. So uh-huh. I, I got up really early and watched the whole thing from 1 o'clock, and wow. Whew. Yaffe, you're the Iron Man here. You're working all day, all night, I, every day, it seems. So how about I you? I did not even make it to 10-10, so you got past me. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, huh? well, I, I'm paying for it this morning here, so who knows <laughs> the, uh, how, how this show's going to go. The riveting presence of John Hickenlooper, I'm sure, kept you awake, though. Well, you know, he was one of the moderates, uh, along with Delaney and, and, and others, who were trying to pull the lefties back from the brink, saying, your stuff is pie in the sky, and you're not going to get elected with it, and Trump's going to get a second term. And that was really the big debate within the debate last night, wasn't it? Yeah, and we heard that cut from Elizabeth Warren where she said, well, what's the point of running for president if you're just going to talk about what you can't do and what you're not going to fight for? Yeah, we're going to hear that again. That's one of two big moments of the night in terms of audience reaction at the theater in uh, in Detroit. So that and a lot more. Uh, and if you listen to it, um, we'd like to know your reaction if you watched the debate last night, and uh, and we'll play some cuts for you. And, and if that's your first uh, introduction to it, we'd like your reaction as well. Let's talk about it here because one of these people is going to go head-to-head with Donald Trump for the 2020 presidency, the presidential election upcoming in 2020. 407-916-5400, our toll-free is at 866-916-5400. And on the text line at 23680, we welcome you uh, to give us your first name and your hometown if you'd like to. It's optional, but since we do that for the phone callers, we're doing it now for the texters. So throw in um, your first name and your hometown if you'd like. Most of all, we'd like your take on the debate and on our take on the Democrats' debate last night. I did see a winner I saw some losers. I did not see a breakout performance and a genuine game changer. Round two comes up tonight with Biden, Harris, and the rest on CNN. So into the Democrat debate we go in just a moment, Alan. Yeah, and we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. 608 on Good Morning Orlando. This headline from last night's Democrat candidates debate in Detroit. Interesting. Author Marianne Williamson, the only non-politician on the dais last night, goes down as the most Googled candidate of the night. She took the debate stage in Detroit along with nine other Democratic presidential hopefuls. She led searches in 49 of 50 states with Governor Steve Bullock, number one in his home state of Montana. He was debating for the first time. Williamson's comment that President Trump represents a dark psychic force also saw a search spike. Over on Twitter, Elizabeth Warren was the most talked-about candidate. Updates at least every 10 minutes in her top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I really do think you have a four-person race 
two of the potential winners we had last night and Elizabeth Warren, to whom I give a narrow victory in the debate over Bernie Sanders, who was alongside her. Tonight, it'll be frontrunner Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who um, chopped him down pretty good first time around, and a bunch of also-rans. I did not see a breakout performance by any uh, last night. I thought there were some really good ones, but by people who are too far back and too unknown, I think, to ultimately get the nomination. But you never know. I thought Beto O'Rourke's um, a performance was totally forgettable, and he needed to have a breakout. I think he is pretty much done. Um, who was on the stage last night? Let's just run through them quickly for you. Montana Governor Steve Bullock for the first time, then South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, former Maryland Representative John Delaney, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, former Texas Representative Beto O'Rourke, Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, author Mary Ann Williamson. The two biggest moments of the night from the two front runners among last night's 10 candidates, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Bernie first, fending off Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, who was criticizing Sanders' Medicare for All plan. Medicare for All is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs for senior citizens. It will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't know Second that. of all. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all. We'll I, just, second I do know, and I wrote the damn bill. Crowd went nuts. Elizabeth Warren now lashing out. At the more moderate Democrats on the stage, and Alan played this before, but it, it's worth a second shot here, because they kept on saying her left-wing agenda is just too extreme and will never be implemented. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. <laughs> Huge reaction. Now, we said we had these moderates who were trying to pull the lefties, Sanders and and um, and 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 Warren principally back from the brink saying your stuff isn't going to be implemented if it passes and it's never going to get you elected. One of those moderates was former Maryland Congressman John Delaney, who did have some good moments. Here's one of them. I'm as big of a dreamer and an entrepreneur as anyone. But I also believe we need to have solutions that are workable. Can you imagine if we tried to start Social Security now, but said private pensions are illegal? That's the equivalent of what Senator Sanders and Senator Warren are proposing with health care. That's not a big idea. That's an idea that's dead on arrival. And another Warren Sanders critic, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, first time on the debate stage, ineligible last time, had his shining moments, and here was one. At the end of the day, I'm not going to support any plan that rips away quality health care from individuals. This is an example of wish list economics. It used to be just Republicans wanted to repeal and replace. Now many Democrats do as well. We can get there with a public option. And Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, the only Democrat who didn't put his hand over his heart for the national anthem, had him at his kind of folded, you know, down in front of him. I don't know what that was all about. Was that his Colin Kaepernick moment? He didn't take a knee, but I don't know what that was about. Somebody ought to ask him. Here he is warning Democrats that if they go hard left, they're going to lose. In this discussion already tonight, we've talked about taking private health insurance away from union members in the industrial Midwest. We've talked about decriminalizing the border. And we've talked about giving free health care to undocumented workers when so many Americans are struggling to pay for their health care. I, quite frankly, don't think that that is a, an agenda that we can move forward on and win. 
Now, here is Mayor Pete Buttigieg, the openly gay mayor of South Bend, Indiana, um, who's doing great in fundraising. He is polling number three among those on the dais last night behind Warren and Sanders. Um, and he did have some good moments. He's a very good speaker. Uh, here he is stoking the flames of racial division. Systemic racism has touched every part of American life, from housing to health to home ownership. If you walk into an emergency room and you are black, your reports of pain will be taken less seriously. If you apply for a job and you are black, you are less likely to be called just because of the name on the resume. And uh, plenty of Trump bashing last night, uh, especially on immigration. Plenty of claims by candidates that they know how to beat Trump. Let's listen. My platform is about real solutions, not impossible promises that can beat Trump. Let's not kid ourselves. He will be hard to beat. That's how we're going to beat Donald Trump. In the face of cruelty and fear from a lawless president. I have had it with the racist attacks. Ask yourself how somebody like Donald Trump ever gets within cheating distance of the Oval Office. The problem is that right now, the criminalization statute is what gives Donald Trump the ability to take children away from their parents. What's missing is the right person in the White House. Immigrants don't diminish America, they are America. What Trump is doing through his racism and his xenophobia is demonizing a group of people. A criminal offense to cross the border the challenge is that Donald Trump is president and using this to rip families apart. A sane immigration system needs a sane leader. And we can do that without decriminalizing, providing health care for everyone. That last one was Bullock, from whom we hadn't heard until last night, blasting Elizabeth Warren. That's what was going on there. We still haven't heard from Marianne Williamson, the author, who I thought did a terrific job last night, and she wasn't like the whacked-out flower child that she came across as in the first debate back in June. So we have a nice cut from her coming up, and uh, we're going to talk about, I'm going to ask our gang here and ask you, did you see a winner last night? Uh, how do you think this thing shakes out? Any breakout performance? Any who are just flat-out done but perhaps don't know it? 407-916-5400. We've got something to say on that score, but we want to bring in the most politically astute audience in talk radio, and that's you. 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. A standard message and data rates apply. We'll get right back into a little postmortem on the Democrats' debate after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And we'll do that for you here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now, an update on a story that was breaking news during our show yesterday morning with you on Good Morning Orlando. A former employee accused of a shooting that has left two people dead and two others wounded at a Walmart in South Haven, Mississippi. Prosecutors say Martez Abram walked into the store yesterday morning and started shooting. The suspect, who had recently been fired, was shot by officers and is being treated at a hospital in Memphis. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. 
All right, Yaffe, what about it? You almost went as long as the Bud Man, and they were still debating when I quit at uh, 10 after 10 last night. I couldn't take it anymore. Did you see a winner? Did you see losers? Did you see a breakout performance? Are there some for whom it is really over, whether they acknowledge it or not? Well, I think the winner is Elizabeth Warren, although Bernie Sanders did okay. It's just he's always Bernie Sanders. He's like yelling the entire <laughs> he's debate, very and loud, his yes. eyes are bugging out of his yeah. head. You know, yeah. and, 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 and he's like following the bouncing ball with those hand gestures, every <laughs> syllable. It makes me nuts. It's you know, conducting. but it's better than Beto O'Rourke with arms flailing around like a marionette. Yeah, I think Beto is done. Mayor Pete did okay. I think the only problem with him is he looks like he's five years old compared to everyone else <laughs> yeah, on the right. stage, you know. True. I don't know if that really hurts him. The moderates are really trying to get more attention for themselves. They see the polls. They see that Biden is doing well, and they're thinking, well, that's because he's perceived as a moderate, so maybe I can grab some of those votes. The problem is when you're just talking about things you can't do, like Elizabeth Warren said, it's not very inspiring, and so I don't think it's going to work for them. I thought the big divide in the Democrat Party, and they're going to have to resolve this, and it's not going to be easy, was on display all night, particularly on health care, particularly on health care. Melissa, you watched it after the fact. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and wow, <laughs> we have no clear front runner at all. I will say Marianne Williamson kind of cleaned up. She hit it out of the park last night. Hey, us- hey how about we play a cut from her? Can okay. we do that, and yeah, we'll get back to you? Let's listen. Great. Here we go. But for politicians, including my fellow candidates, who themselves have taken tens of thousands and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars from these same corporate donors to think that they now have the moral authority to say we're going to take them on, I I don't think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. It is time for us to start over with people who have not taken uh, donations. Channeling a little Seinfeld with yada, yada, yada and also elsewhere, as we said before, um, saying that President Trump represents a dark psychic force. Well, you know, we're going to dismiss that, but that eh, that power over peril kind of thing, it still sells. No, she was strong last night and the most searched of anybody. People are saying, who is that on the tail end over there? She had some really good moments. To what end, I don't know. You know, we've joked about Marianne Williamson, but I have, since we initially talked about mm-hmm. her and since the first debate, I've seen her interviewed twice, once on Face the Nation in the last couple of weeks. I was impressed. She's well-versed on the issues, and she's very articulate. Well, she's been speaking in front of crowds the size of last night's for 40 years. It's just she's been under our radar. She's a motivational speaker, and she knows how to put those words out there. She does. You know, the one thing that jumped out at me about uh, the debate last night is there's, there's a group of Democratic presidential candidates who, for me, are a blur. Four of them were on the stage last night, Hickenlooper, Delaney, Bullock, and Ryan, these white, middle-aged men. It looks like a casting call for a Cialis commercial. <laughs> it's just you could transpose one to the other, you know, from, from uh, my perspective. Uh. I can't differentiate between them. Yeah, and they're going nowhere, but they, they, they showcase the divide here as they tried to pull the lefties, Sanders and and Warren back from the brink saying, what you're pitching out there is never going to be embraced by enough people to defeat Donald Trump. Yeah, and that. but that being said, I still think, and I agree with Yaffe, really the standout performers were Sanders and Warren. Yeah, I would say in, in reverse order. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, she is really strident, but I, I find, found her presentation easier to take over two plus no how many hours. So- 
I mean, and Bernie just is pounding it all the time. It's genuine I passion. I wrote the damn yes. bill. So, right. so you're saying she does well when Bernie is there. So relatively Makes her speaking. Makes look less strident. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Okay, all I saw from Bernie was, I can't control my volume. Right. And then Warren reminded me of like tiny little fist in the air. She was constantly pounding these tiny little hands. And I thought, you can't govern with those tiny little hands. <laughs> I'm serious. You go back and yeah. look. And well, the, the, that was that was the argument against Donald Trump that indeed. he had tiny hands. Oh, yes. don't, don't take me there. We'll get into the <laughs> Rubio thing. Hey, listen. Before we hit the break with you, Alan, and we'll get back into the debate later on, folks. Um, a lot of you haven't haven't awakened yet and uh, and gotten engaged. We got a couple of texters who are weighing in on the debate. Yeah, one person says I stayed up to watch the whole debate, which I greatly re- regret. <laughs> Join but the I club. feel as Warren punched her card last night, and we'll be facing Trump come twenty twenty. Don't be so sure. You've got Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, the front runner tonight, and eight other pretenders. So here we go again from Detroit. And uh, here we come right now with the news of my co-host, Alan Spector. And but a couple of questions. Could Central Florida be home to a camp for migrant children? And what is Universal planning to announce tomorrow? Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It is 629 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Um, After the Democrats' debate, uh, there is other news, and here is a preview of a big local story we'll be talking about with you because it's controversial, and that will be here at 7 o'clock. But Alan's got the setup. Bud, Central Florida is being considered as a possible site to permanently house migrant children. In an email sent to Florida lawmakers, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says the Office of Refugee Resettlement is exploring vacant property in three states to shelter the influx of unaccompanied minors who cross the southern border. The message does not say specifically where in central Florida they are looking to house the children. Locations in Virginia and Los Angeles are also being considered. Rick Hoshul, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Congressional Democrats Darren Soto and Anna Escamani have already come out against the plan to house migrant children in central Florida. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The jury in the triple murder trial of Grant Amato is seeing photos of the Seminole County man using a handgun. Amato's friend, Blake Turpin, testified the two would go shooting together. Turpin also said he reported his gun was stolen shortly before the murders of Amato's brother and parents. What I told the deputy, sir, was that I did not see anyone leave with the firearm, but I suspected that it was involved in this. Defense attorneys questioned why Turpin gave the photos to prosecutors just a few days ago after testimony in the trial had already begun. Jury deliberations in the death penalty case could take place by the end of this week. The granddaughter of a legendary Volusia County educator is going behind bars for fraud and grand theft. 67-year-old Evelyn Bethune was sentenced yesterday to a year in state prison for stealing more than $20,000 from a scholarship organization for which she was the treasurer. The 67-year-old is the granddaughter of Bethune-Cookman University founder Mary McLeod Bethune. Universal Orlando is planning something epic. That's the word they used in announcing this week that an announcement will be made tomorrow morning with the company tweeting, this is kind of a big deal. Some theme park blogs expect to hear something about a new park. And Universal does have a trademark for the name Universal's Epic Universe. Kind of sounds like a theme park, doesn't it? 
could be. I guess we'll know tomorrow. And sorry, Saints fans, that latest lawsuit over the NFC Championship game loss is tossed. A U.S. District Judge Tuesday rejecting a federal lawsuit targeting NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and other league officials over the infamous no-call for pass interference in the NFC Championship back in January. It was the last of three federal lawsuits over game officials failing to throw a flag on L.A. Rams defensive back Nikel Roby Coleman for what appeared to be either interference or roughness against New Orleans receiver Tommy Lee Lewis. Only one state court lawsuit remains over this non-call, and that suit is in Louisiana and could result in Goodell being questioned about the game under oath. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Who dat throwing out that lawsuit about the Saints loss? <laughs> WFLA News Time is 636. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, you can check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Go to WFLAOrlando.com for more details. Bud, time now on Gina. Time now on Gina Cervetti. Thank you, Heather. A uh, very serious weather-related headline for you right now. Out in the Pacific Ocean, Hurricane Eric strengthening into a powerful Category 4 storm. Eric is more than 800 miles southeast of Hawaii's big island in the Pacific Ocean and is expected to narrowly miss the islands to the south but kick up a lot of wind and waves. On Eric's heels, Flossie, which has strengthened into a hurricane now. Still too early to forecast what impact it might have for the Hawaiian islands, but it may take a direct hit. The good news is... Flossie appears to be weaker than Eric. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning long right here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. Traffic, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Time for an update on the, the squad. All right, those four left-wing freshman congresswomen of color that the president, I think, quite accurately says... Just hate this country. Um, Elon Omar seems to hate it almost more than the other three, AOC and the company here. And um, this is interesting because Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky has, um, has issued an invitation to Elon Omar to help her appreciate this country more than she does by taking her back to the godforsaken land of Somalia from which she came years ago. I hear Representative Omar say, oh, America's a terrible place. I'd love to be justice, and there's no justice here. It's like, well, she came here, and we fed her, we clothed her. She got welfare, she got school, she got health care. And then, lo and behold, she has the honor of actually winning uh, a seat in Congress, and she says we're a terrible country. I think that's about as ungrateful as you can get. And so while I'm not saying we forcibly send her anywhere, I'm willing to contribute to buy her a ticket to go visit Somalia, and I think she could look and, and maybe learn a little bit about the disaster that is Somalia that has no capitalism, has no God-given rights guaranteed in a constitution, and has about seven different tribes that have been fighting each other for the last 40 years. And then maybe after she's visited Somalia for a while, she might come back and appreciate America more. Well, as far as we know, she has not responded to the invitation for a trip to Somalia. But the only thing we have back from Elon Omar indicates how, you know, that she was just like flummoxed. I mean, I don't know what to say to this. She retweeted something um, nasty about Rand Paul from uh, actor Tom Arnold uh, in an old tweet saying, imagine being Rand Paul's next door neighbor. Remember that whole bit where he had the, the neighbor attacked him and it broke six ribs of his and the whole deal? And, you know, wound up uh, 
uh, being sentenced for it. Uh, imagine being Rand Paul's next-door neighbor and having to deal with Rand Paul lying, cowardly, circular, whiny bullcrap about lawn clippings. No wonder he ripped his toupee off. I don't. Nobody's ever said he's, Rand's got a toupee, but so what if he does? It's just curly hair, isn't it? You know. Anyway, and Jeez. and that was it. So what a dumb response. But it is stupid. And and why? Do you think she'll ever? Do you think she would say? You know, Rand, I would love to go back to Somalia with you. I I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, would you want to go there, bud? Melissa, do you think <laughs> I should answer and tell Rand? That we go to Somalia or he can go to, you know where. Every time I hear Somalia, all I can think of is that movie with Tom Hanks. And I'm the captain now. That's it. That's all. Every time. I'm the captain now. So, I again, yeah. And I don't think she should take him up on it because I don't think she'll ever come back. I think he needs to get an answer. What do you think on that? And by the way, uh, on Fox, AOC's racism got called out. She's been calling everybody else racist. We'll get to that part of the squad update here in a moment. 407-916-5400. If you want to react to what you've heard about Omar. 407-916-5400. But man, you're racist. There you go. That's cultural appropriation. She has an African accent and she's a woman of color. And there you go trying to imitate her voice. You are a racist, bud man. All right. Took the wind out of your sails, didn't I? Anybody? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Give us your first name and hometown in the text line if you'd like. We'd like to put it on the air. The AOC part of our squad update coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, and we will have more talk later in the show about last night's Democrat uh, debate in Detroit. Democratic White House hopefuls sharing their opinions on the racial divide, among other things. During the second round of Democratic debates in Detroit, Pete Buttigieg said systemic racism has affected every part of American life. Amy Klobuchar taking issue with President Trump for his ongoing criticism of the city of Baltimore. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren said white supremacy needs to be labeled what it is, domestic terrorism. More on the debate later on. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Alan's down the hole from the newsroom right now. Did you check the wires? Anything late from uh, Elon Omar about accepting Rand Paul's invitation for a trip to Somalia? Surprisingly enough, bud, nothing. No kidding. <laughs> Silence. Crickets. It's a free ride, isn't it? It's a, I think he's going to pick up the plane ticket. That's the least he can do. Yeah. <laughs> she better check it. It might be a one-way. <sighs> anyway, um, let's go to part two of our squad update right now. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez defending another squad member, uh, Rashida Talib, who had accused... Conservative Republican representative in the House, Mark Meadows, of racism because Meadows had invited a top official at the Department of Housing and Urban Development who uh, was black to a House Oversight Committee meeting in order to downplay accusations that President Trump is racist. How could she possibly have a position of prominence in HUD if the president who gets to call the shots on that stuff is actually a racist? And um, Tlaib said, just because someone has a person of color, a black person, working for them does not mean they aren't racist. And the fact someone would actually use a prop, a black woman in this chamber, in this committee, 
is alone racist in itself, Rashida Tlaib, to which AOC chimed in, saying total bravery from Rashida Tlaib as she reminds the nation that tokenism is racism. And then on Fox, the blank the black business anchor Charles Payne fills in for Cavuto sometimes at 4 o'clock on the main station. Ask how, how many black people Ocasio-Cortez employs in her congressional office. Of course, he would be inoculated from charges of racism by AOC because he is black. Well, in her reply, Ocasio-Cortez again invoked what many deemed were racist comments saying, we have black staff, we don't parade them around to show the world how diverse our team is and use that as some kind of evidence of the absence of racism. That's what tokenism is. Well, Payne responded to AOC, explaining what's problematic about her comments, and here's what Payne tweeted. Thanks for getting back. It's disappointing rhetoric to suggest people are paraded and belittle the hiring of black people as tokenism. Moreover, questioning their accomplishments is even more problematic. You get that. By the way, some of the black folks on your staff may want to be visible, to which AOC apparently had nothing to say. That's our squad update. You know, ironically, Mark Meadows, the congressman at the center of this controversy, uh, is a friend of Elijah Cummings, and uh, in this recent debate between Cummings and Trump, he came out and said, I know both men and neither men are racist. Most interesting. There you go. Some of the um, texters not happy with a Bud man playing the race card on me, are they? Uh, yes. One person says, is open, openly admitting you are a racist for making fun of an immigrant's accent, really taking the wind out of their sails? I don't know. I don't know if I was making fun. I was just trying to do an impression. That's all. She talks very distinctly and very, very much in that way. You can I... only do impressions of white men, bud. You should know. And that. the queen. That's right. That's it. Yes, and the Queen. Yeah, don't don't take me down that Please. road. Please. So you want me to read all the taking you to task email uh, maybe, uh, texts we got? Today? I don't know how much of this we can take, and we don't have time anyway. <laughs> Thank goodness Alan is here. But yeah, just give me one, because we do welcome opposing points of view. The best way to show lack of substance is to mock. Mock the Somali people all you want. If you want the squad's point to matter more, you just sounded childish, not racist. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Well, it's always good to feel young again. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you go sit in the corner, youngster? <laughs> oh, time out. You know, I'm not, you know, what did I what did it say early in that tweet that I'm mocking Somalia somehow? I believe so. No, that's her accent. That's how she sounds. Am I mocking the Brits if I do the Queen? Uh, a little, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> no, no, you're. Oh, but that's okay. Apples but I can't exactly mock right. Somalia. No, you're yeah. not. You're not mocking the Brits when you do an impression of the Queen. You're just annoying all of yeah, us. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that here because I care about you. I'm not going to be talking like the Queen not this morning. I knew. See oh, how boy. insulting that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, oh, that's my man, fault. Oh, man, I'm anti-British. I brought him up. Our closest ally, arguably. I'm anti-British. I'm anti-Somalia because I do a poor impersonation of Elon Omar. Anyway, that's the way it is, as Walter once said. (laughs)
All right, Alan, have we got any news at 7 o'clock, or have I just got a giant hole to fill at the top of the hour? Well, you are the man of a million voices, so if anything can fill a hole, that would be it. (laughs) Democrats debate in Detroit, and soccer all-stars play tonight in Orlando. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 7 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good excuse me. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Time for another. <laughs> I, I thought the Queen was coming back no, for a second. Oh no. God save the Queen or save us from the Queen. It's Orlando's news weather and traffic right now here in News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the Democrats, part two, round one. Details in one minute. We'll have more on the debate, but next, should a migrant center for child illegals be built in Central Florida? Our take and yours on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 93.1. The second Democratic presidential debate began last night in Detroit as the first set of 10 candidates faced off. Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren shared a debate stage for the first time, but the progressive standard bearers spent much of the night defending their common ground from more moderate rivals at the Democratic debate on CNN. But we don't have to go around and be the party of subtraction and telling half the country who has private health insurance that their health insurance is illegal. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney calls Medicare for All and the elimination of private insurance bad policy and bad politics. Warren defends the approach. The basic profit model of an insurance company is taking as much money as you can in premiums. Divisions were struck as well on the question of decriminalizing border crossings. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Another 10 Democrats go at it tonight in Motown. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two Transportation Security Administration employees placed on administrative leave because of an offensive display at Miami International Airport. The TSA says the display was discovered in a baggage screening area close to the public and promptly removed after officers reported it to management. The agency in a statement saying it does not tolerate racist or offensive behavior and those found responsible will be held accountable for their actions. A photo said to be of the display surfaced on Instagram over the weekend showing a noose and two monkeys. Miami-Dade County Mayor Carlos Jimenez on Twitter praised the TSA for taking swift action, adding the county has zero tolerance for racism. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. I hope with surveillance cameras that are probably all over the place, they catch the perpetrators. That's disgusting. A man who claimed to be a shooting victim in Volusia County is changing his story. The man claimed he was shot yesterday at Tiger Bay State Forest, but deputies said he has since admitted to shooting himself. The man was wounded in the leg, and his claim that someone had shot him led to a search that involved a helicopter and a police canine. Deputies have not yet announced any charges against the man. Some Brevard County residents are not believing what they're being told about their drinking water. More than 200 people met in Melbourne yesterday to discuss complaints that the water smells and tastes funny. City officials say the water is safe to drink, but one mother called that a slap in the face. She says the water is disgusting and appalling. The city claims Melbourne's water is tested rigorously. 
You know, I know it's safe to drink, but ever since we've lived in Florida, I've never been happy with the taste of water that comes out of the tap here. I found varying tastes of water depending on where I've lived you get, here in central Florida. You get kind of a sulfury taste, that sort of thing. You know, a little bit of swamp water mixed in. Mm. I don't know. Now you're talking do you, good do you, eating. Do you drink water out of the tap? I mean, I know it's safe. We're I all going to drop dead drinking it, but... But Sometimes, I don't, I don't but think there is. A, I don't think it's news that you get you get water that tastes funny coming out of the tap. Yeah, I mean sometimes it will, but you're right. A lot of people buy filtration systems because of that, especially yeah. We got that in the refrigerator, but if I take it mm-hmm. out of the sink tap, it tastes yeah. different. Don't yeah. like yeah. it. Well, what I pay for the water in Seminole County, it tastes like gold to me. Mm. <laughs> Every bit delicious drop. Mm-hmm. So expensive. Kaching, kaching. Major League Soccer plays its All Star Game tonight at Exploria Stadium in downtown Orlando. Coach James O'Connor says he's trying to foster teamwork among men who are normally competitors. I think the biggest thing that we've tried to foster is just to encourage all the guys to, to try to, to get to know each other, you know, especially for the players that are, are coming on their own and perhaps maybe don't know as many people, just to try to create a friendly atmosphere. The best in MLS soccer will be taking on the squad from Atletico Madrid. Goal! Tickets for tonight's game are still available. That was good. You like that? Yes, that yeah. was your impression of a, a soccer play-by-play man. It yeah. was very brief, though. You know, normally know. it goes for like 30 seconds. But and... we're only here till 9. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, they go on forever. WFLA News Time is 7.08. The Department of Homeland Security warns that small planes are vulnerable to hackers. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Butt-heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9. By the way, I'd love to hear from anybody out there who really likes the taste of the water that comes unfiltered out of their tap. I know it's safe to drink. But I've never liked it in Florida. There are places in this country where there's nothing better than the water that comes out of the tap. This is not one of them. But call me. Or do you prefer just water? Do you drink it right out of the tap because you like the taste of it? 407-916-5400. That's how not to get any calls. I think, anyway. And the text line 23680, where standard message People and data rates apply. People love to talk about water. Are you kidding? Well, we'll see. Now, You've got I'll... your finger on the pulse of this community <laughs> like no one else. Coming right up also, serious topic, Alan, and you set it up for us here a little earlier in the news. Um, there may be a migrant center for illegal, child illegals uh, built here in central Florida. And there is huge opposition to this that I'm detecting across party lines. Mm -hmm. Our take and yours coming up here in just a moment. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.09. Headlines for you now. The Department of Defense reporting North Korea has fired two short-range ballistic missiles off its east coast. According to two U.S. defense officials, at least two missiles were fired, and they're still working to determine exactly what type they are. The White House says it's monitoring the situation, but there is no indication that they pose a threat to the U.S. or any allies. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Before we get to the announcement that um, they're looking at Central Florida, 
for a center for migrant children, young illegals here uh, to be housed in Central Florida and what you think about it. I, I asked, is there anybody in Central Florida who really likes, really prefers and, and, and finds, you know, quite palatable, perhaps delicious, the water that comes out of their tap? Over in Winter Springs, I mean, I, I know I, I'm, I'm healthy if I drink it, but I don't like it. It doesn't taste good to me. And that what comes through a filtration system we have in the refrigerator, uh, I do like, and that's where I drink. Uh, but folks are weighing in in favor of the water where they are, Yaffe. Yeah, one person says OUC has great water, says it's even bottled water quality. Apparently they use an ozone process. I don't know what that means, but okay. Another person says, I love the tap water, bud. I live in Kissimmee. I've been drinking it all my 44 years from the tap. I stick my head and drink from the faucet. No kidding. All right, wow. you know, whatever floats your boat. Another one says, oh, you see, it's great water. The It's bottled water quality. I, I just read you that just one. Read you, that you were one? on the phone, but oh. you can read the top one. I can read the top one. Yes. <laughs> well, the top one is, is one of those fear-mongering texts, though. Water. No one should drink tap. Ratio for bacteria too high. Filtered or bottled is best. Topic you should address is the terrible issue of toxic fumes coming from toilets and apartment complexes around the Disney area. Could you get on that? Really? Could you get on that place? No, no, no. I'm getting sick thinking about it. I was about to say. <laughs> We're not talking about that. I'm, at least not today. Headline on the Orlando Sentinel, Trump considers Central Florida for permanent shelter of immigrant children detained at the southern border. I can't imagine the president's green lighting this, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Doesn't surprise me from the Slantinel. Uh, really, what we have here is within the Trump administration, and he may not know about this. I, I would assume that would be the case, knowing where he stands on this with Florida. Uh, an email from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services sent to state lawmakers and mayors uh, earlier this week says the Office of Refugee Settlement is searching for existing vacant properties in central Florida, Virginia, and Los Angeles. Not or, and. So apparently we're on the list. It's not just we might be one. We are among the three, is the way I read that, to accommodate the surging influx of unaccompanied minors crossing the border. The letter states that Health and Human Services wants to lease existing properties, don't know exactly where that would be here, then build them to state and federal standards for permanent shelters with migrants moving in as early as the spring of 2020. The surge at the border is so great, the letter says. The permanent shelters are needed to replace temporary ones in use today. Push back across party lines. Local Democrat Representative Darren Soto from Kissimmee saying it's a shame it's come to this. The Trump administration should be focused on reuniting these children with their families here in the United States. Orlando State Representative Anna Escamani saying um, that uh, I'm concerned because our district's already had two different rallies to close the camps uh, down at the border. So the idea of any type of detention camp coming, coming close to us is something that I think would lead to a huge public outcry. And then on the Republican side, I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis and President Trump back in May, they both vehemently opposed and Trump quashed a short-lived proposal to move some migrants into South Florida, remember? And at that time, DeSantis tweeted this. He said he spoke to Trump, who confirmed that he did not approve or would not approve sending immigrants who illegally crossed the border to Florida. Tweeted DeSantis, it is not going to happen. I don't see anybody who thinks this is a good idea. The Democrats don't want any of these kids housed or any illegals 
you know, it's open border city. Just bring them in here, reunite them and send them into the country. Our country, even though they broke the law coming here. And the Trump administration is already on record as being opposed to something similar down in South Florida. So what's your thought on this? Coming out of the Health and Human Services Department, a permanent center to be built in Central Florida, they're looking at it, it's not a done deal here, to house these unaccompanied migrant children. How would you react to that? 407-916-5400, you might hear in my voice, I wouldn't react to it well. Text line 23680, give us your first name and hometown on the text line if you'd like, and we'll be happy to use it, but it's optional. Standard message and data rates apply. Let's get your take on this very important story that is breaking this week, impacting us all potentially in a major way here in Central Florida. What about this idea? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. In a moment, we continue with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. In the meantime, here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. Headlines now, and we'll have more on this. The Democrats' debate last night in Detroit. um, Ten candidates weighing in, among other things, on foreign policy. Um, Bernie Sanders saying the U.S. should not be the policeman of the world. John Hickenlooper said President Trump's use of tariffs will fail. Tim Ryan said the American president should not meet with dictators. Amy Klobuchar saying that uh, she would leave open the possibility to meet with any world leader. Elizabeth Warren, who I thought won the debate narrowly, says the U.S. should have a policy preventing the use of nuclear weapons unless another country uses one first. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So the Trump administration, not necessarily the president, and I think probably not the president, but hey, it's his administration, Health and Human Services, has sent out a letter here to Florida saying, you know what, we're looking at Central Florida as one of three locations in the country to build a permanent facility to house migrant children, young illegals unaccompanied who are in this country, okay? I'm opposed to it because I'm opposed to creating magnets for more people to come across the border to say, hey, you know, um, whether I'm together with my folks or whether I'm not or whatever, you know, I can wind up in, you know, in... Mickey Mouse's backyard here for goodness knows how long, and uh, and I'm in. Uh, I'm I, I see it. I see it as a magnet. That's all. I don't necessarily see it as a, a public safety threat. I do see it potentially as a social services um, uh, uh, a problem along the way, and the fact that you got a bunch of people coming in here who don't know the language or anything about the country, et cetera, and that we're going to have to take care of them if and when they get out of this center that will be here in Central Florida. Yaffe. Well, I mean, I'm willing to do whatever we can to help Border Patrol and Customs Enforcement, all that. I'm willing to help them do their job, whatever we can do to help. I don't really see the issue. Are we letting these kids out once they get here? Is that part of this? I haven't heard that. I heard we're detaining them here, but is that part of it now that we're going to let them out and they'll be here? Well, it's called a permanent facility. It doesn't narrowly suggest that once you wind up here, it's kind of like, you know, you know, your version of life behind bars. I assume you're here. 
uh, for a period until you can get reunited with your folks or or I don't know what else happens or, or find other family members or something that you can be dispensed to locally or somewhere else in the country. So we don't deport them anymore? I mean, that's... I mean, that's really what we should do, I guess. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. After they've been detained. I don't yeah. know. So how, do you we, think, how do you think this is going to fly? It's very interesting. I, I, you've got pushback across party lines, which you don't often have here uh, on any issue. Um, Melissa? Well, there's two things that come to mind. First of all, it means there's actually a crisis at the border. Oh, hmm. uh, yeah, I think so. Second of all, what are we doing about the children who are already in our system who are here legally in the United States and are looking for foster homes or care? I mean, we've got kids that are set up in hotels here in Orange County as well as Osceola County with a couple of supervisors. And we're going to take in a bunch of children who came here for whatever reason. I just don't get it. Why can't we take care of our own first? What's the texter? The texters. What is the text line saying? Hmm. Yeah, one person says, uh, do not build housing for illegals anywhere in America. Send all illegals back to their home countries. Adults and children spend money uh, the way they want to spend on sending them back. I got another one came in earlier, said, no, we shouldn't be opening children's migrant centers in Central Florida or any place else in this country. These children should be sent back to where they belong. Our tax money should not have to support them. All right, this trial balloon was floated this week by Health and Human Services here uh, in Central Florida, along with uh, Virginia and Los Angeles area, got these same letters, okay? Officials did. We'll see where this goes. This is a breaking story, and it's an important one, and we will follow it for you. I agree with them that we should send them back, but right now, under the law, we have to detain them. If we're not going to detain them here... Where are we going to the, detain them? I guess that's my question, because the places at the border are overcrowded, so I'm guessing that's why they want to build new facilities. Well, it's a long border. So we should just build more at the border? Is that, is that the solution? I mean, I'm honestly asking. I don't, I I don't, don't know. know what the solution is. I think it's interesting that the Trump administration is floating this idea of a migrant camp in central Florida with the I-4 corridor being so critical to next year's presidential election. I don't know that it could be the president based on the fact that he and Governor DeSantis, both, you know, both Republicans, you know, they were vehemently opposed. And the president quashed a similar project down in South Florida back in the month of May. I have right. to believe they'd react the same way here. And he got the Democrats like Escamani and like and like Soto uh, who are opposed to it for totally different reasons here. Um, why would why, why would you put something here that nobody wants? That is a good question. It is a good question, and there's more to come on all of this. Um, Alan, how about we get folks uh, up to date who are just joining us midway through the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Bud, we've got Universal about to make an epic announcement, and baseball hits the trading deadline. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us. You're on the 50,000 Watt Front Porch with the Bud Man, Alan Yaffe, and the Fox. And uh, Alan's going to get us up to date as we anticipate uh, answers to a question being posed by many. Yes, we wonder what Universal Orlando is up to. Speculation is swirling one day before 
They make a major announcement. Rory O'Neill has more from our newsroom. The announcement takes place at the county convention center. Because Universal Orlando owns a 500-acre parcel of land just next door, there's growing speculation the theme park company will announce a new gate. In a recent conference call, the CEO of Universal's parent company said they would be making new investments in Orlando, and a tweet from the company promises something epic. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Sounds like a theme park, right? What else could it be? Well, they apparently have trademarked this name, Epic Universe. So oh, yeah. maybe that'll be it. That's cool. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As we've been discussing, the feds are considering Central Florida as a site to house unaccompanied migrant children. Officials want to create permanent shelters to reduce the need for temporary facilities. Governor Ron DeSantis says he's aware of the exploratory plan that also lists Virginia and Los Angeles as possible locations. But he's not authored any opinion on it, even though he was opposed to a project like that in South Florida a few months ago. He just said, I've heard about it. Got it. Jurors in the Grant Amato triple murder trial in Seminole County are seeing graphic photos of his alleged victims. Here is where the bullet re-enters into the right tragus. And then this is the exit on the right forehead. Medical examiner Dr. Tara Jones performed the autopsies and explained how Grant Amato's parents and brother died. Prosecutors say that Amato killed his family members after they kicked him out of their Chuliota home for spending $200,000 on a Bulgarian webcam model. The defense begins presenting its case today. The first Jewish U.S. senator to represent Florida is dead at age 90. Richard Stone was a Florida state senator from 1967 to 1970 before serving as Secretary of State in 1974. He then served in the U.S. Senate from 1975 to 1980. Funeral services for Richard Stone will be held today in Arlington, Virginia. Who's buying and who's selling? That's the question as Major League Baseball hits the trading deadline today. Postseason contenders like the Philadelphia Phillies, Tampa Bay Rays, and Chicago Cubs have made some swaps to bolster their weak spots for a playoff run prior to today's deadline. Keep in mind the trade deadline is a little different this year in the majors. It's a singular deadline. No July 31st non-waiver deadline and August 31st waiver deadline making trades possible until the end of next month. It all happens today. The question remaining is who will emerge as buyers or sellers among a mixed pack of teams that may or may not be ready to turn focus to 2020. The MLB trade deadline comes down at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And elsewhere. You know, it seems like it's getting harder to keep track of the different types of moons there are after a year of blue, red, wolf, and supermoons. Today brings another one, a black supermoon. So what is that? Well, a black moon is pretty rare and happens when there are two new moons in the same month. Well, that's the moon you can't see. Right. A new moon occurs when the sun's light falls on the far side of the moon that we do not see. A supermoon is when it's at its closest point to our planet, which it'll be today. Because the sun will be on the other side, it's not going to be easy to spot and most people will likely miss it. The best viewing, however, will take place here in North America. So good luck. (laughs) <laughs> the best viewing of something you can't see. Yeah. I see it. It's it's black. <laughs> Pretty sure there it's it right is. right there, kids. Just like the rest of the sky. It's black. Mm-hmm. Daddy, can we go inside now? <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to mini shampoo bottles. Holiday Inn is ditching them to help save the environment. All mini toiletries will be replaced with bulk size supplies by 2021. 
This affects 843,000 hotel rooms in more than 5,600 hotels worldwide. People are going to be stealing them blind. The chief executive... Got to bring a bigger suitcase, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) The chief executive of Intercontinental Hotels Group says this was the next logical step after announcing its ban on plastic straws last year. So there you go. (laughs) Finally, today is National Avocado Day. And with that comes a lot of options. If you're a fan of Chipotle, you can get free guac with your order by placing it online or on their mobile app. At Tijuana Flats, get a free small side of guac with the purchase of an adult entree. At Del Taco, use the restaurant's app to get a buy one, get one free deal on the Beyond Avocado Taco. And at El Pollo Loco, get free chips and guacamole today with the online purchase of any regular priced family dinner. No doubt there'll be plenty of takers for these deals because we eat a ton of avocados in the United States. In fact, the Department of Agriculture notes that since 1995, consumption has grown from 360 million pounds of avocados to 2.45 billion pounds in 2018. You know, I've come late to avocados and now I love them. Just been eating them for a couple of years. And to me, the best avocado isn't guacamole the best use of it is just cut it in half get that golf ball out of the middle of the darn thing and just a little bit of salt and there's nothing better you know, i love guacamole oh you know it's too bad you weren't here on monday because sandra carasquillo from our uh sister station yeah. uh had uh, um i scored a couple of avocados fresh avocados right from her backyard vine. garden yep why oh. do i always pick the wrong day to be off. I don't, <laughs> nobody even told me about that, and I was here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, find more on these stories and what Sandra's growing in her yard on the Good Morning Orlando page okay. at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. You know, Alan, we let the texters um, sound off on that um, plan by the Health and Human Services uh, uh, Department uh, to build a permanent facility for migrant illegal children, unaccompanied minors here in the central Florida area. And um, we have a caller on the line with an idea. Shall we bring her on? Yeah, we've got Kathy calling in from my hometown, Altamont Springs. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you doing? And what's on your mind? I'm good. First of all, when you said permanent homes, do you mean till what age? Well, it says unaccompanied minors, so that would take you up to through 17, would it not? Yeah. Yeah, that, they should stay at the border, number one. Number two, if that's not available, they should go to the states that, have, that want the open borders, such as California. And number three, if that doesn't work, they should go to all the celebrity homes that piss and moan about taking them in, like Cher, Madonna, and all the other ones. Oh, let's include Nancy Pelosi, too. <laughs> Hello, Cher, are you there? <laughs> Kathy, thank yeah, you very right. much. Thanks for hanging on the line. Appreciate your ideas. In a moment, somebody's going to win a great prize, great family prize. You're going to the Lake Ridge Winery, okay? And it's their 25th annual Grape Stomp. But it's continuous live music that is just great. And it's great eats, great drinks, alcoholic and otherwise. And you get purple feet. Yes, you do. And you can be proud of that. 
So that's our Sound Judgment Prize. This is a great, great event. You'll love to take your family. It's right out in Claremont, easy to get to from almost anywhere in Central Florida, the Lake Ridge Winery. Always something great going on, and this is supposed to be one of their very, very best events. Now, if you haven't won our Sound Judgment game in a month, you're eligible by company rules to play right now, and you get in the game by calling before anybody else, 407-916-5400 and locking in. And our toll-free is available as well at 866-916-5400. And hey, if this isn't your thing, give it to somebody else in your family, circle of friends, gang at work, maybe somebody you owe a favor. They will love you for winning these great tickets for them. Sound judgment coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and I'll do that for you here in just two minutes. Stay with us on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart app. A look at headlines right now. Some Brevard County residents aren't believing what they're being told about their drinking water. More than 200 people met in Melbourne yesterday to discuss complaints that the water smells and tastes funny. City officials say the water is safe to drink, but one mom calls that a slap in the face. She says the water is disgusting and appalling. The city says Melbourne's water is tested rigorously. We talked about water quality around Central Florida in the wake of that and had some very interesting opinions. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Melissa, you're up. We got our sound judgment contestants ready to play, and you know all about that fabulous prize. That's correct. Time to get some purple feet. It's the 25th annual Harvest Grape Stomp at Lake Ridge Winery, August 17th and 18th. And we have a pair of tickets for you to go. Of course, you could just buy your tickets. Go to lakeridgewinery.com. But where is the fun in that? I agree. That's <laughs> a great, great event. So. If you're trying to get in, a wrong answer opens a line, but you got to be super quick ahead of everybody else when you dial 407-916-5400. It is J.K. Rowling's birthday. So what you say? Well, without J.K. Rowling, there would be no Harry Potter books read by millions. She wrote them all. Without those books, there would be no Harry Potter movies seen by millions and no Harry Potter attractions enjoyed by millions here at Universal Studios. Well, for today's sound judgment game, listen to some sound of Harry Potter in one of his movies, then use your sound judgment to tell me how many candles will be on author J.K. Rowling's cake today. It seems, despite your exhaustive defensive strategies, you still have a bit of a security problem, Headmaster. I'm afraid it's quite extensive. How dare you stand where he stood? Tell them how it happened that night. Tell them how you looked him in the eye. A man who trusted you and killed him. Tell them. That's one of those Harry Potter movies from the Harry Potter books, all written by author J.K. Rowling. Happens to be J.K.'s birthday. How old is she? Toll free. Take your best try. Go ahead. How old is J.K. Rowling? 54. She's my age. How about that? Uh, Aren't you something? On the toll-free, right out of the gate, game over. Sorry, everybody else, but you sound like you're pumped for this prize. Yes, I love Lake Ridge. How about that? You're going to the grape stomp. You're going to stomp some grapes, going to get purple feet? I'll do it, for sure. Who else is going with you? Uh, My husband will be going with me. He's in the starting lineup, and I guess you'll have... 
Is it a couple? I don't know. Is it two or four? How many are we giving away, Melissa? I'm just going to give a pair away just for her and oh, her husband. You are. That's it. You're, you're tight. Well, oh, it's, it's, those are valuable I tickets. I know. She's wow, tough. Wow, I know. <laughs> hey, what's your first name? going to. Jamie. Jamie, J-A-M-I-E? Correct. From what yes. town? Oakland. Good deal. I don't remember you ever being on Sound Judgment or even on the phones for a topic here. Is this your first time calling in? First time, for sure. How about you? Yeah, kind of new to the area, but been listening to you since we got here. So, um, yay, we're excited. You like Good Morning Orlando, huh? I do. I do. We love having awesome. we love having you on the show, and congratulations, and enjoy the tickets to Lake Ridge Winery and the 25th annual Grape Stomp. How about I put you off air with Melissa to make the connection on that, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. And don't be a stranger. You call again for the game or whatever we're talking about. It's great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch, and welcome to Central Florida. Thank you so much. All right, my dear. Have a great morning. All right, you too. Don't go away now. You are our winner. Headlines right now. We'll be talking a lot about the uh, Democrat debate in our 8 o'clock hour. Among other things, Democratic White House hopefuls last night shared their opinions on the racial divide in this country. Uh, During the debate, uh, Pete Buttigieg said systemic racism has affected every part of American life. Amy Klobuchar took issue with President Trump for his ongoing criticism of the city of Baltimore. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren said white supremacy needs to be labeled what it is, domestic terrorism. Debate highlights and lowlights, winners, losers, game changers, if any. Join the conversation in 20 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Tackling whatever news develops today, our good buddy and executive producer Yaffe with his own show, PM Orlando, for the drive home. Yeah, no doubt there'll be a lot of reaction to last night's Democratic debate. We'll cover that reaction. We'll also preview the next debate, which is tonight. So we'll do all that 5 p.m. on PM Orlando. And as always, by your side, the irrepressible Larry Spillman, the nut job from our news department. He'll be there as well. And uh, Tom Benson behind the scenes playing the executive producer's role. Anyway, Alan, for folks just checking in before we dive into the debate, what have you got? The Democratic debate round two, part one, and a big night for soccer in Orlando. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 759. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Wonderful to have you with us on a beautiful Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock for a latest update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming away now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Democrats debate. More in one minute. We'll have the highlights, we'll have the lowlights. Was there a game changer? Let's talk Democrats debate next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 93.1. Healthcare was a big topic at the first night of the latest Democratic presidential debates on CNN. 
Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders saying his Medicare for All plan would provide good coverage for those who are in unions. Sanders sparring with Congressman Tim Ryan of Ohio about it. Two things. They will be better because Medicare for All is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs for senior citizens. It will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't know Second that. of all. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all. We'll come I, to you in a second, I do know, and I wrote the damn bill. And you can expect more sparks to fly tonight as 10 more Democrats take the stage in Detroit. Former Vice President Joe Biden and California Senator Kamala Harris expected to pick up exactly where they left off in Miami. Barry University's Sean Foreman says that means Harris will pack a punch. She sees this as an opening to really knock him off of that top-tier status with these one-on-one confrontations. The latest Quinnipiac poll shows Biden leads the pack with 34% of the vote, followed by Elizabeth Warren at 15% and Harris at 12%. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. More debate highlights and lowlights. And uh, I thought there was a winner last night and a couple of losers. And we'll see what you think here right after the news. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two TSA agents at Miami International Airport are suspended after a noose was found in a non-public area of the airport. The noose was reportedly found to be hanging in the baggage screening area. It was immediately reported to management and taken down as an investigation was launched into who was responsible. TSA officials say two employees, whose identities are not being released, have been placed on administrative leave as the investigation is conducted. Tom Roberts, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Two people are hospitalized after a car crashed into a church in Orlando. The driver of the car apparently lost control of the vehicle, which flipped and slammed into the St. Philip Fan Van Min Catholic Church on West Parr Street last night. The driver and a passenger were taken to the hospital as trauma alerts. A controversial symbol of Florida's past will have a new home in Lake County. The county commission there voting yesterday to accept a statue of Confederate General Edmund Kirby Smith. The statue currently represents the state in the U.S. Capitol, but its future home will be at the Lake County Historical Society. Dozens of residents spoke against accepting the statue, but the measure passed on a 3-2 to two vote. And Major League Soccer will stage its All-Star Game tonight at the home of Orlando City Soccer, Exploria Stadium. Rory O'Neill has a preview from our newsroom. The MLS All-Star Match will put the best professional players in America up against Atletico Madrid. To get the opportunity to host the All-Star Game is something I know the club is extremely proud of. Orlando coach James O'Connor will coach the MLS All-Stars. And I think for the supporters, the opportunity to see world-class players coming to Orlando. It gives them a great chance to be able to come and and bring your family, bring the kids to be able to see a a top-quality game. Tonight's game caps nearly a week of events that have also helped charities like Feeding Children Everywhere and the Special Olympics. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. WFLA News Time is 8.06. A 79-year-old woman is sentenced to jail for feeding stray cats. Oh. That really? story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. <laughs> oh, man, I might be in jail soon. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Citizens arrest. The uh, third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Sounds a little heavy-handed that you can go to the slammer. For feeding stray cats? 
Do you want law and order in this country or not, bud? Well, I can't. <laughs> Gee whiz, yeah, people, you know? People, Soft on crime, bud. People oh, are, here it comes. People are feeding cats willy-nilly, yeah. and you're allowing it to go on <laughs> unpunished. Yaffe, Yaffe, you say you feed them sometimes, right? Didn't yeah, you? I mean, I haven't done in a while, but, it, my, you know, my parents, so we wow. had some stray cats in our neighborhood. And Can you produce a show from inside a cell? I wonder. We may have to find out with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess. Man, oh man, of all the things they can ring you up for and put you away for, feeding stray cats. <laughs> man, you're right. It's law and order, though. Yeah. Gotta have it. Let's be consistent, okay? Let's talk about that debate last night. We gotta spend a little time on it, because I spent an awful lot of time on it. I stayed up till after 10 o'clock, and they were still talking. So everybody else has to suffer. Yes, and you're about to. So stay tuned. It is coming up. Along with an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. That's in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.08. This important financial headline for you right now. The Federal Reserve's policymaking body expected to announce a cut in short-term interest rates this afternoon that will be the first in a decade. The Federal Open Market Committee slated to make that announcement at 2 p.m. our time. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. So there they were, ironically, on the CNN telecast debate last night in the Fox Theater in downtown Detroit. There must have been some conversation about that. Um, And all ten of them, uh, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, who I, I would give the edge to as having won the debate, Um, she's the front runner, uh, from last night, along with Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who just, you know, I mean, Bernie was Bernie, but he was like yelling the entire debate and his eyes were bugging out of his head, selling the stuff, um, you know, that he buys into as, as a leftist. And this is socialist. One of our textures has already said, Bernie Sanders looked like an angry bird. And he kind of did, you know, along with uh, author Marianne Williamson, who I thought was surprisingly good at times. Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, former Texas Representative Beto O'Rourke, who was terrible and is just going to be toast before you know it. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, former Maryland Representative John Delaney, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who polls behind Sanders and Warren. And I thought he, you know, he pretty much did his thing there. He's a really good speaker uh, you know, but I, I, I just don't think he's ultimately going anywhere. But there, that was the 10. And then we got Biden and Harris and the rest of them tonight. Uh, and we'll be following that. The two biggest moments of the night from the two front runners among last night's 10 candidates, um, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, is where we begin. And let me just say that I think what was on display last night for almost the entire two hours, particularly when it was a, the health care topic, was the huge divide within the Democrat Party you know, between the leftists like Sanders and Warren, you know, who want Medicare for all and free everything that we all pay for, of course, and 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 the moderates who said you can't win that way. You can't beat Trump with that agenda. Let's listen to Bernie fending off Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, who was one of the moderate voices who was criticizing his Medicare for all plan. This was a big moment. Medicare for all is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs for senior citizens. It will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't know Second that. of all. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all. We'll come I, to you in a second, I do know, and I wrote the damn bill. 
The only other reaction of the audience at that level came with Elizabeth Warren lashing out at the more moderate Democrats to the stage who kept on saying her left-wing agenda is too extreme and will never be implemented. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. And one of those moderates Warren had such a problem with was former Maryland Congressman John Delaney. He really had some good moments. Here's one of them. I'm as big of a dreamer and an entrepreneur as anyone, but I also believe we need to have solutions that are workable. Can you imagine if we tried to start Social Security now, but said private pensions are illegal? That's the equivalent of what Senator Sanders and Senator Warren are proposing with health care. That's not a big idea. That's an idea that's dead on arrival. Wow. Another Warren Sanders critic, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, and we saw him for the first time on the debate stage because he was ineligible for the last debate, uh, had his moments, and here is one of them. At the end of the day, I'm not going to support any plan that rips away quality health care from individuals. This is an example of wish list economics. It used to be just Republicans wanted to repeal and replace. Now many Democrats do as well. We can get there with a public option. If I'm a Democrat, I, I would give Bullock a second look. I thought he was surprisingly strong. Here's Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, who, by the way, was the only Democrat who didn't put his hand over his heart for the national anthem, kept them at his sides. I don't know what that was all about. As I said before, is that his Colin Kaepernick moment? I want to know more about what was going on there. But here is Ryan warning Democrats, if they go hard left, a la Warren and Sanders, they're going to lose. In this discussion already tonight, we've talked about taking private health insurance away from union members in the industrial Midwest. We've talked about decriminalizing the border, and we've talked about giving free health care to undocumented workers when so many Americans are struggling to pay for their health care. I, quite frankly, don't think that that is a, an agenda that we can move forward on and win. He's right, in my opinion, and also former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper also warned the progressive Democrats that their policies like Medicare for all are a disaster and that they might as well, if they stick with that, FedEx the election to Donald Trump. That's what he said. Here's Mayor Pete Buttigieg stoking the flames of racial division. Systemic racism has touched every part of American life, from housing to health to home ownership. If you walk into an emergency room and you are black, your reports of pain will be taken less seriously. If you apply for a job and you are black, you are less likely to be called just because of the name on the resume. And here is the only non-politician on the dais last night, author and, um, and motivational speaker Mary Williamson, who comported herself really well and didn't seem like the uh, whacked-out flower child the way she did back in the June debate. Here she is calling out her fellow candidates for blasting big corporations while happily taking their money for their campaigns. In the process, she channeled a little Seinfeld here. But for politicians, including my fellow candidates, who themselves have taken tens of thousands and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars from these same corporate donors to think that they now have the moral authority to say, we're going to take them on, I, I don't think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. It is time for us to start over with people who have not taken uh, donations. Another point in the debate, Mary Williamson said Trump represents a dark psychic force. And uh, she was really the one that everybody searched for on Google after the debate, which was really quite interesting. Plenty of Trump bashing, and we'll have a montage of that here in a moment. I give the win, if you're a Democrat, 
to Elizabeth Warren narrowly. I think the likes of O'Rourke uh, uh, and a few others are just gone. Um, and it was very interesting to see the divide, the moderates versus uh, the hardcore leftists here uh, on the uh, on the stage last night throughout the, I don't know how many, how long they went. They were still going at 10 after 10, and I finally had to go get some sleep because I got to get up at 2 o'clock to do this show. But at any rate, that's what we have for you. Your take on my take on the sound cuts you heard and how that debate went last night for the Democrats. Love to hear from you. 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. Where standard message and data rates apply. You know, uh, the likes of Sanders and Warren and the rest of the Democrats to an extent, you know, they're just all about spending us completely into oblivion. So what's your take on the debate? And what's your take on my take on the debate? And what's the rest of our gang think about it? I have no idea, but I'm about to find out. Stick around. This will be fun, and we'll get to it all right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now following up on a major story from over the weekend. Police now say they do not think there is a second suspect involved in that shooting spree out at the Garlic Festival in Northern California. The Gilroy police chief says they have not completely ruled it out, however, and are still investigating leads. Three people were killed in the Sunday attack before the shooter was killed by officers. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our Tom Stories are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Callers are coming to you. Your take on last night's Democrat debate. Another one coming tonight. Alan, what did you think? Well, I thought, uh, as you have said, I, I think Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders really stood out, and that's no surprise. Uh, they were kind of expected to. Uh, what stood out to me also was the fact that I realized there's about half the Democratic field kind of blurs together for me. It's all these white, middle-aged men. Delaney, and, Ryan, Hickenlooper, that crowd? Yeah, and mm-hmm. Bullock last night, those yeah. four. I mean, it looks like a casting call for a Cialis commercial. <laughs> but seriously, let's go to Joe in Titusville. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. I, I thought the debate was pretty good in the, fa- in the way that there, you see a couple different lines coming out of the Democrats as as to their views on, on different programs, health care, and whatnot. Uh, so I thought it was pretty interesting. It was a lot better than a food fight of how big your hand is. But the issue that really I'm surprised had, wasn't brought up was if the economy is so good, then why are we lowering interest rates, which could cause a dilemma and basically gives free money to banks? And I was wondering why that question wasn't asked. Because if the economy is strong, we shouldn't have to lower interest rates. And that's what the Republicans tried to get Obama to do in 2010 was raise the rates. Because if we get into a financial issue nationally and our interest fed interest rates at zero, we're stuck. There's nothing yeah. the Fed can do. Yeah. You know, so lowering the interest rates now under a booming economy, like everybody is saying, is... It just doesn't make sense. Maybe yeah, and, it makes sense to you, but I, I, I don't see it, and I, I am pretty strong in math. Yeah, and Joe, that is the announcement we're expecting later today from the Fed about yeah. interest rates. And Thank and, you, Joe. And I would hazard a, 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 an opinion on this. 
you know, um, CNN is invested in getting Trump defeated. There is no question about this. I just don't think they were going to set up a line of questioning about the strongest issue he has going for him, which is the economy. Um, your your point, which has merit aside. Jack in Wachula joining us on the conversation. What about the debate last night? What'd you think? Hey, uh, I watched as much as I could stomach. I started feeling uh, homicidal and had kind of turned the thing off. Oh, come on now. Yikes. <laughs> You're not going to pull an Elvis and shoot out the TV screen, are you? <laughs> negative, negative. No, uh, it, trying to find an acceptable candidate in this field is about like trying to find a Tootsie Roll in a septic tank. Boy, and now there is a lovely wow. word picture, and we want to... Visual. No, I don't know oh. if we want to thank him for that or Hope not. Hope everyone's it's eating breakfast. Point well taken. Yaffe, you watched a lot of the debate last night. What about it? I, I got to tell you, I found out I was either going to die of climate change or a gun or poor health care, or I found out I'm not going to be able to find a job. I was like, man, America seems like such an awful place. Yeah. I don't want to go there. That's what <laughs> it sounded like. Jeez. As I was dabbing my patchouli oil on my wrists and watching the age of Aquarius come in front of us, I was surprised that I missed one word. Didn't hear it all night. Impeach. Didn't hear that word all night. You know, I don't think that came up. No. That's a great point. Didn't hear it. No. Yeah. I, I, I think the dabbing with the oil, you were talking about Mary Williamson, kind of the flower <laughs> child. She was very yeah. strong last night, although I don't think she's going anywhere, the author. Oh, but no. she was really, really articulate, I thought. Bottom of the hour, news update right now. What we got here, uh, Mr. Spector? Well, Mr. Hedinger, Rick Scott is a no vote on the budget in central Florida is a possible home for migrant children. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. The Bud Man here alongside me, our co-host Alan Spector. Just come down the hallway from the newsroom with your update at the bottom of the hour. Senator Rick Scott says he'll vote no on a budget deal worked out with Congress and the White House. The Florida Republican telling CNBC this morning it adds too much red ink. I hate when that happens. What are we doing an elsewhere segment? Or are we doing this. the news? Well, that's just a preview of what's to come. Oh, maybe that's how you get to the next story. Yeah, uh, but you know, here's the thing. Rick Scott was on CNBC this morning. He's talking about the budget. Said he's going to vote no because he says it adds too much red ink. Here's your cue, Rick. I'm worried about the debt. I paid off a third of the state debt when I was governor. There's no focus up here on the debt. We can't have $22 trillion worth of debt growing a trillion dollars a year and then not have a consequence at some point. The budget proposal waiting Senate approval can extends the debt limit while protecting the military from automatic spending cuts in 2020. Scott says he'd like to go line by line through the federal budget to find even more savings. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Central Florida is being considered as a possible site to permanently house migrant children. In an email sent to Florida lawmakers, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says the Office of Refugee Resettlement is exploring vacant property in three states to shelter the influx of unaccompanied minors who cross the southern border. The message does not say specifically where in Central Florida they are looking to house the children. Locations in Virginia and Los Angeles are also being considered. Rick Hoshul, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Congressional Democrats Darren Soto and Anna Escamani have already come out against the plan to house migrant children in Central Florida. Had a great talk about that. Great conversation in our 7 o'clock hour. The granddaughter of a legendary Volusia County educator is going behind bars for fraud and grand theft. 
67-year-old Evelyn Bethune was sentenced yesterday to a year in state prison for stealing more than $20,000 from a scholarship organization for which she was the treasurer. Evelyn Bethune is the granddaughter of Bethune-Cookman University founder Mary McLeod Bethune. The jury in the triple murder trial of Grant Amato is seeing photos of the Seminole County man using a handgun. Amato's friend Blake Turpin testified the two would go shooting together. Turpin also said he reported his gun was stolen shortly before the murders of Amato's brother and parents. What I told the deputy, sir, was that I did not see anyone leave with the firearm, but I suspected that it was involved in this. Defense attorneys questioned why Turpin gave the photos to prosecutors just a few days ago after testimony in the trial had already begun. Jury deliberations in the death penalty case could take place by the end of the week. Universal Orlando is planning something epic. That's the word they've used in announcing that an announcement will be made tomorrow morning, with the company tweeting, this is kind of a big deal. Some theme park blogs expect to hear something about a new park, and Universal does have a trademark for the name Universal's Epic Universe. And they've got 500 acres near the convention center that they're going to do something with, right? Yeah, and they're making the announcement at the convention center. Hmm, coincidence? Theme park. Elsewhere. That music sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, last hour I told you about the black supermoon, which is happening tonight and you can't see because it's black and the sky is black at night. Right. But here's here's something here's something in the sky you can see. Well, we've all been thirsting for a sequel to that. (laughs) Yeah, here's something you can see. The annual Perseid meteor shower will be visible this coming weekend and even more visible than usual. The shower can be seen during moonless nights between August 2nd to August 4th and will peak during the early morning hours of August 11th, 12th, and 13th. You can expect to see a meteor making its way across the sky every few minutes. So what causes this? The comet Swift-Tuttle orbits the sun once every 133 years, and every August, Earth passes through the comet's debris field. The ice and dust burn up in the Earth's atmosphere to create a meteor shower. NASA scientists say the sparkling display can be seen anytime after 10 p.m. You've got to be away from, you know, an urban center and light pollution to see that. When I was a kid and I, I used to go to camp way up in the mountains in New York State, everybody would get out and lie on their backs and look at this star-filled sky, and you would just see meteors coming one after another. But it was, you know, it was just so, so dark, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you don't get that if you're around the city or something. You know, it's hard to see. Yeah, so head out of town. Well, if you're out in the country, you got a great shot at it, and it is great on a clear night. A petition from the Halloween and Costume Association looking to change Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday of the month is gaining some major support. Hmm. At last count, the petition, which is addressed to President Donald Trump, has more than 101,000 signatures. The goal is 150,000. The group formerly known as the Halloween Industry Association cites some safety stats in calling for a safer, longer, stress-free celebration. They say moving Halloween from its traditional spot on the 31st to the last Saturday would allow for kids to trick-or-treat earlier instead of at night when their parents get home from work. And you wouldn't have rush hour traffic that you have during the week. And the kids could stay out a little later and, you know, not all of a sudden, you know, you got to shut it down, come in, do your homework. You're on a sugar high. You can't go to sleep. You're yeah. wiped out at school the next You know what? I think I could support that. But what about All Saints Day the next day? Would we move that as well? 
Well, you would you would treat Halloween as 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 the secular holiday it's clearly become. Not all Hallow's Eve, you know. Uh, yeah. October thirty first is rather arbitrary, and over the years, people have been confused. Do I go out on the thirtieth or the thirty first? They have that. I never knew about. Yeah. Was there confusion about that that oh, I'm yeah. unaware of? Our yeah. neighborhood's HOA. They put it out. We're going to do it on Saturday, or sometimes it's on a Tuesday, but it's never actually on the the thirty first. When I grew up. The day before, the night before thank, uh, Halloween was Goosey Night. And you would go out and soap up windows and uh, do all kinds of stupid stuff. All right. That was Goosey Night. That wasn't as bad Anybody as Anybody else? Th- that wasn't as bad as I thought Goosey Night might be. I no, was no, a little no, concerned no, where no, it was no, going. No, 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 no. Yeah. That, that, was a, that was a northern New Jersey thing, Goosey Night. Anybody on Goosey Night? You know what I'm talking about here? Mischief Night elsewhere. Mischief Night, yeah. Yeah, 407-916-5400 if you have absolutely nothing else to do. Uh, and the text line, 23680. I just want candy. Can I have candy? And you don't care when no, you get it. Man, no, I don't care. In fact, I might get some today. He wants some right now. <laughs> Finally, a police officer is apologizing after he accused McDonald's employees of taking a bite of his meal. The officer bought a McChicken sandwich July 15th at the restaurant in Indianapolis. He later went to eat it at the Marion County Sheriff's Office and found bites had been taken out of his McChicken sandwich. Nasty. He went back to McDonald's, assuming the employees were messing with him because he's a cop. He was offered free food, but refused. He wanted the offending employee dealt with. However, an investigation revealed that the officer had taken a bite of his own sandwich and forgot. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I actually read a piece yesterday that a certain percentage, you know, of, of, of fast food employees will eat something you've ordered before you get it. I think that's Uber drivers to Uber Eat. When they're delivering your food to you, they've tasted it. I think that was part of the portion. That is nasty. We teased that story on our website. Something like 28% of delivery drivers say they've tasted their customers' food. Bad news. Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. never know when that music might start. I'm Alan Spector. It's great stuff. Fun, and we appreciate it, Alan. Um, on a serious note here, and, and Melissa brought this to my attention, are you familiar with the Baker Act? It's been around in Florida. It's the Florida Mental Health Act since the 70s. It was named for a lawmaker back in, uh, in those days. And it allows for an individual uh, to be involuntarily um, taken out of circulation, committed um, on a temporary basis, if you will, for mental illness, maybe becoming a danger to themselves or others. More and more Florida kids, new information shows, are being Baker acted. Why is this happening? We're talking about it with you right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic very quickly here in two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. A look at headlines right now. A man who claimed to be a shooting victim in Volusia County changing his story now. The man claimed he was shot yesterday at Tiger Bay State Forest, but deputies said yesterday he has since admitted to shooting himself. The man was shot in the leg. His claim that someone shot him led to a search that involved a helicopter and a police canine unit. Deputies have not announced any charges yet against the guy. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. 
So here's what the new research shows from the University of South Florida Baker Act Reporting Center. For the fiscal year 2017-2018, more kids were Baker Acted than ever before in this state, taken out of circulation. More than 36,000 kids under the age of 18 sent for involuntary psychiatric examinations and evaluations under the state's Baker Act law that I told you about before. The numbers represent a 10% increase uh, just in one year when the population growth among kids that age only was 1%. Interesting. Um, What's going on here? Uh, This jump occurs in the wake of the Parkland School Massacre. And you remember the, the shooter down there had all kinds of psychiatric problems, but, you know, nobody ever did an intervention. So the question is, do we just have more and more young people coming up or for whatever reason do not have the coping skills and they are stressed out and they are flipping out and they're acting in bizarre ways that causes somebody uh, to invoke the, the Baker Act for their own protection and perhaps the protection of others and get them out of circulation and evaluate and to get them the help they need? And if so... Why do our kids coming up in alarming numbers and growing numbers not seem to be able to handle life? The other side is, in the wake of Parkland, are we just more attuned to this and seeing things we never saw before, noticing behavior we never noticed or ignored before, and saying, we got to get this kid some help right now. It may not be at that bizarre, but we want to we make sure that we intercept and we don't wind up with somebody mentally ill who becomes the next mass shooter, God forbid, in a school or uh, a shopping mall or something. What do you think is going on here? Because the research does not give the answer to why we are seeing this rise to record levels and an excelling, accelerating rise in the number of young people, teenagers, who need to be Baker acted. Are we just being preemptive? Or do we just have more and more kids who are really on the brink? And if so, why is that and what do we do about it? That's my question to you at 407-916-5400 and our text line 23680, standard message and data rate supply. The text line, your your first name and uh, in town would be welcome and uh, we'll announce it. It's, it's optional. Um, I'd love to know the answer to that question. We don't have a lot of time for it, but it's important. And uh, we want to know what you think. So join the conversation on this. What's going on here in the state of Florida with our young people that so many are being Baker acted involuntarily, taken out of circulation for evaluation because of their behavior? What's going on here? Record number of kids in Florida being Baker acted. How do you explain it? Let's talk. And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic one last time here in Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. There are 53 new hepatitis A cases in the state of Florida. That puts the total number of cases at more than 2,000 now. The Department of Health says that Pasco and Pinellas counties have the most cases reported of hepatitis A. They say the best way to prevent that virus is through vaccination. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. We keep it up all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Matthew, I'm coming to you from Orlando, but Melissa, you brought me the story on the rising tide of kids being Baker acted in this state. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think uh, for most part, the Baker Act is being misused or overused. And I but just, is it out of a out of a wealth of of, of pre- precaution in the wake of what happened in Parkland? I, I think it might be. I think we're being maybe overly cautious, and I don't know that that's a good or bad thing. I I don't know. I mean, it just I I'd, I'd like to get the next Nick Cruz out of circulation early. I got to tell you that. I mean, you know, you know, if it's a couple of days and the kid's back, you know, the moms and dads are going to be offended by it if they think their kid doesn't doesn't deserve that. I'm sorry. We're trying to save lives ultimately. I think I'm okay with it, um, at least as I see it now. You know, I think in general we're seeing an increase in awareness of mental health and mental health problems and people trying to do something to head off uh, potential disasters like we've seen. Yeah, and we may be attuned to it enough to see things we wouldn't have seen and to take action when we might have not. We might have missed something, right, Yaffe? Do you see it that way? I just think young people are crazy with their Fortnites and their Pokemon. Just... No. My thing is 72 <laughs> hours, three days, uh, really not enough time to do a lot of analysis on someone's mental health. Well, let's go to Matthew in Orlando. Time is tight, but I wanted to get you on with your take. How do you explain the record number of kids being Baker acted in our state? Hi, bud. Thanks for having me on. You I, bet. I think that it might have something to do with the fact that the parents uh, these kids have are much different than the parents that you and I had growing up, and they are watching them getting squeezed from every angle and look at life like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? I don't want to do this the rest of my life. And I think it, it maybe bothers them mentally, you know, our, our, the way things have developed, just like in business, you have a business that's uh, doing well. And then if, if they got to keep making a profit and as they got to keep making a profit, things get tighter and tighter. And I think the same thing has happened with the family. And, and the problem is, is the time, the quality time with the kids is, is really what's getting squeezed. So you think there's just, in general, there's too much pressure on families and children in particular? Yeah, it, it boils down to the children because, you know, the parents, they're getting squeezed and then they, they uh, you know, their, their emotions and things get out of line and they don't, they're not able to keep themselves in a state of mind to raise a child properly. All right, they don't Matthew. have the time to, to put into it. Matthew, we thank you for taking the family. We thank you for taking the time to talk with us about this. Yeah, it's a big topic. We'll follow it, I'm sure, and bring it up again. Yaffe, for the drive home, folks need to be listening to you right here on WFLA today. Yes, PM Orlando, five to six PM. We'll cover the reaction to the Democrat debates from last night and previewing tonight's debate. Yeah, it'll be Biden, Harris, and the rest of them, and uh, we'll be following it and we'll be talking about it with you tomorrow morning. For uh, Alan Yaffe and Melissa, the Bud Man. Thanks. For a great show, have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.